0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. Stay smoking. This week, we have our guest picker, Mr. KG, Kyler Gregory. What's going on?
1: How are we doing, fellas? First and foremost, uh, thank you guys both for having me on today. Really excited
0: to get into some talk about some college football this upcoming weekend. You're more than welcome. And of course, as always, have my co-host, Brett Galt. What's going on, brother? What's up, guys?
2: Just ready for another week? I feel like I say that every single week, but man, it's just we, we can't take these weeks for granted because it's going to be over soon, and you know it, dude. So eight, true. Week eight is here,
0: dude. We're we're so true. lines. I can't believe it. It's, it's sad. It's it's sad. It's sad because we know it's going.
2: I know it really is. But I think it's it's also been a really unique season because there's just so many upsets. So I think that's that's been the good part about this season so far.
0: Yeah, no, it has been really fun. Um, So let's go ahead and uh, get into a play-by-play of what's going on with each team on this camera. So we have Kyler Gregory in the top left sporting the UNCW Seahawks. Gray tee, AirPods in, mustache cleaned up, looking thick. We're ready to ride, baby. Down for the home team, slugging a beer. And uh, we got Brett in the captain's chair, black hat, black shirt, back in black
2: yeah 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 it's just my usual my usual uh, thank god we aren't on camera anymore we don't upload that so i don't feel like i have to actually be presentable on the podcast
0: That's. Hey, you're looking great in my books
2: though no, i appreciate that thank you see i already like i it. see the lab let's go
0: <laughs> yes sir thank you yeah, No, it looks like you guys are clicking already and i'm rocking my uh my softball jersey that i just came home with how about that team logo
2: Man, that's pretty sick. How'd you guys do
0: today, Marcus? What'd you say? How'd you guys do tonight? Uh, We didn't play uh, as good as we did last week, but you know what? We got next week. Playoff start next week, so uh, we'll 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 see what's going on then. Hey, I've seen that man play dizzy bat, and I'll
1: say he's come a long ways on the softball field.
0: (laughs) So I was actually a really good ball player growing up, and um, yeah, dizzy dizzy bat. Oh. Yeah, not my strong (laughs) suit. Disney, that's not a lot of of strong suit. No, 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 not at all. Uh Uh-oh, let me cut that off. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, man. So, okay, a lot of moving parts here, a lot of moving parts right now. The Braves are playing right now. We got college football games going right now. So let's go ahead and recap last week. Then we got to hop into it. We got a lot of business to cover. So last week, Pretty good week overall. Uh, myself, I was the leader in the clubhouse, 5-3 and three on the week. J-Mont, Jordan Montgomery, who joined us last week, he was 3-2, and two, and Brett was 2-3. and three. Four of you, my card first. My hits were Vanderbilt plus 19. They almost got it done on the field because, again, like I said, <clears throat> you cannot trust South Carolina to lay points to anyone. My wins were also Fresno State minus 3, All Miss minus 2.5 up on Rocky Top. Um, I, I was two for one that game and hit them both. Tennessee all Miss under 82 and a half, just too many daggone points. And I also hit Bama first half, missed the previous week on week six, back and better than ever, plus 10 against Mississippi State in the first half last week. My three losses for Virginia Tech, plus five. That's just a shitty old football team. <laughs> Boise State minus four. They didn't get it done for me in the Mountain West late night. And uh, Kentucky, Georgia, over 44 and a half miss. But I do have a gripe. Boise State, all right, lost, whatever, I'll take that. Virginia Tech's completely my fault. I should have never bet on them scrubs. They're not good.
2: And also,
0: Kentucky, Georgia, the over was hit. They missed two PATs each in the fourth quarter. Georgia also, like, let up, just took their foot completely off of the gas. Going into halftime, I was like, oh, this is going to clear easily. Little did I know, two missed PATs, and a loss goes on my record. So instead of six and two, five and three, those are my takeaways. I am 30 and 22 overall in the season, so plus eight. And I'm uh, looking to ride it.
2: Yeah. Thanks for giving me the warning about uh, Virginia Tech okay? because, I mean, it started off with a big high at the beginning of the year, didn't it? And then yeah. it slowly just – and Fuente's back on the hot seat now.
0: Yeah, back and better than ever. Back in black. Yeah. And the orange are coming to Blacksburg this weekend. That's all I'll say right now. Oh, yeah. That man might be wearing a UNCW t shirt, but uh, he bleeds orange. Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, second in the clubhouse was uh, old J Mott. He was three and two on the week. His hits were Michigan State minus four and a half. They're still undefeated, which is very impressive. Uh, Oklahoma, late 13 and a half, they hit. And then Cincinnati laying 21. They got the style points there. His two misses were Florida. Uh, they were fair against LSU and I mean, lost outright and also Iowa laying 11 and a half that did not hit. So three and two on the week for Jamon up a unit, not bad. Um, I, I'm sure he's going to bounce back this week. His NFL picks are actually really good. Um, he sent me and Brett a couple parlays and I think he hit like four out of five of them. Yeah. Did, so, uh, Mr. NFL uh, to his name, uh, Maybe each show I can maybe get a little bit of advice uh, for him, or maybe not just tweet it out or put it on Facebook for the listeners because we definitely know we have some NFL fans that watch this. All right. And last but not least, Brett, you were third, but not too bad last week, two and three. So only down one. Your hits were UCLA plus two and Texas AM minus nine. Your three misses were Arkansas minus four and a half, BC plus three. Wolfpack proved him wrong, got it done up in chestnut. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't talk you off of Virginia Tech plus five. I
2: yeah, promise. no, you didn't. It's Marcus's fault, is what I heard. Yeah, it, it, and you know what? I will, I will not be picking Virginia Tech for the rest of the year either. I, I, the orange come to town. I'm, I'm telling right. you, I'm telling I, you. <laughs> if there, if, might, that, there maybe, might
1: be something coming up on that,
2: yeah, if that game wasn't at VT, I mean, that would be, I don't even. I mean, it's not like you guys played well when it was at VT last
0: week. So I guess it really doesn't even matter. Yeah, three home games in a row when we're we might lose all three. <laughs> and that might be Justin Fuentes' funeral. Um, so yeah, Brett. So two and three last week, overall 22-19 on the season. How are you feeling going into week eight? Um, there's there's good games in there.
2: There's a lot of actually good, intriguing games this weekend, but they're – I'm nervous to pick them, honestly. Like, there's a lot of where, like, they could just be up in the air, in my opinion. So, that that's a little worrisome. But it's going to be good games regardless, I believe. So, that is the exciting part. But I'm just trying to stay positive. I mean, I can't – I can't have another bad week and try to go negative.
0: That's the dang I'm true. So, I mean, we're killing it as a syndicate. Will that be 52 and 41? Maybe I should start
2: playing more games like you do, because maybe that's the way to go.
0: Well, when I had that bad week, the two and four week, I said I was going to like shorten the card, play a little bit more precision, but I just keep going back to the water,
2: the gin. Yeah, that you have not changed your method yet.
0: Yeah. All right. So, uh, not calling Kyler a de gin, but so you live out in Vegas. Tell us what's going on with your gambling habits overall. College football, just give us a tail of the tape. Sure. So
1: they're yeah, certainly trying to live up to that reputation living out here out west, and uh, been here just over four years now. Um, so feel like I'm starting to get a rhythm a little bit. It took a, a long time, a lot of beating, a lot of curves, and uh, here we are. But uh, really do enjoy college football. Probably my favorite uh, favorite sport to handicap that in college basketball, but. Certainly having the most success in the NFL season so far and uh, dabbling a little bit into the hockey realms um, and uh, touching into the NBA a little bit this year as well. So we'll see how that goes.
0: That's pretty cool. So what's the vibe like? So I've been to a casino before, never one that you could legally like sports gamble at. So what's the vibe like when you're in a casino and sports gambling? Like, is it that much better? Does it make you more nervous? Do you not do it? Oh, it's
1: it's a hundred percent more more appealing. Um, you know, there's there's nothing better than sitting to your next door neighbor who you've never met or never seen, and and you're sweating the bet together. You know, Like you both have built the perfect handicap. There's no way it's going to lose. And then you look at each other right before that final play. If that kick pick uh, that kick is going to go between the uprights, and that make or breaks the fend-
2: uh, friendship, and so you move on pretty quick. <laughs> what what is Vegas like during March Madness time? I mean, I can only imagine... <laughs> i think that would be the so cool.
1: I, I that is my number one event that, that i would broadcast to come out to for for to las vegas um next would be summer league but march madness man it, it is incredible um there, there is no better emotion than riding that high of you know hitting that late three-pointer and then the team coming back down and hitting a garbage layup with the buzzer you getting that backdoor cover but uh you know, it's, it's a great scene because everyone's rooting for the same thing or or against you. So you have either a best friend or an enemy. And it. it's always, always awesome. Highly
0: recommend March Madness in Las Vegas. <laughs> so Summer League is something that kind of took me by surprise. Like, I do know that the NBA does Summer League in Las Vegas, but like what's so appealing about Summer League? Is it because the Stars usually don't play as much? So they're just kind of out everywhere. A lot more famous people.
1: So it's so the appeal to me is I, I mentioned that you know I love college football and college basketball, so it's always great to see you know those four year guys that you saw at college basketball come and try and, and you know, put their put their careers on the line to try and make an NBA roster for a two way contract. But where you, where the real appeal is, it's in the middle of the summer in Vegas. It's hot, but the stars are out. LeBron, AD. Steph Curry, all those guys, they come to Summer League to watch and support their team. You know, it, it might not be the full week that they're there, but they're a night or two, and typically that first week in the Summer League is insane. You're going to see all the big-time NBA athletes
0: out and around the strip that week for sure. That's pretty sweet. I uh, know uh, gambling last year on my favorite professional teams just about killed me because the Braves blew a <laughs> 3-1 lead last year, and we're in that position this year, hopefully don't blow it. And then as we all know, the Phoenix Suns uh, – 2-0 away till Milwaukee.
1: Hey, we're uh, chopping yeah, tonight. We're
0: chopping. Yeah, yeah, we're chopping. Uh, Freddie Freeman hit a bomb. So Braves are up 2-0 right now. Top yes, of the first.
1: Our uh, brothers.
0: And I think Kelly is getting an early shower tonight. Wow. Big for the Braves. This might be the night to do it. So we'll, uh, we'll check in with that every every now and then. I'll try to keep us on a straight and narrow, but as we know, we like to go down rabbit holes here and um, it takes a little bit for us to get caught up. Oh, I'm excited, man.
1: I think we're going to have a great time. I'm I'm really happy to be here. I appreciate you guys again having me.
0: No, as always. And so a little bit of a catch up for our listeners. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. We hope that we're giving you good content that you keep coming back for every week. We hope that you are subscribing. If you want to leave five stars, go ahead. But you know what I say, just be honest. If we're losing you money, leave us one star. If we're helping you out here and there, leave us four. If it's only worth four stars, five, give us five. So let's keep on going. 361 all-time downloads. So, uh, Brett, for something that was thought up in a newspaper class in high school, I think we're doing a decent job, and uh, we have pretty good retention. I would say so.
2: I mean, especially since people are like are so honored to join the show, I mean, that's got to feel good for... You, I know it feels good for me as well, just the fact that people actually, like, you can tell they really want to come on the show, and like you said, our viewers are just continuing to rise, so, I mean, like you said, just thank you guys for coming off of the show for once, and then actually uh, listening to us as well, so we definitely appreciate it, and we hope to continue to bring you great content.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. Um, We hope to keep giving you great tidbits. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into the week. Week eight, we're here. For the integrity of the show, if there's a Thursday night lock, we just don't get to, again, because we have lives, we have stuff to do. We try to give you the podcast in the most timely fashion, but every now and then we fail to. So our sponsor, Nauwato Coastal Barbecue, stay smoking. They have two locks this week. One of them was Louisiana minus eighteen. They are down right now, zero to seven against Arkansas State in the second. So latest played, they played it, they gave it to me. We're gonna honor it. They are on Louisiana minus eighteen for our listeners. It probably doesn't help you a lot, but it's kind of looking like you didn't even want to take it anyway. So uh, that's that's one lock. Um, did did any uh, did either of you have Thursday night locks? So that we need to go ahead and get out that you want to play. I did not. I did.
1: Um, I am on the SMU Mustangs. Um, I don't have a great handicap here, um, but historically this team has won me a lot of money, and I think that they are purely undervalued in the market. And I just take a look at the score. I took them the to 13 and a half, and they're up 17 already, 13 to go in the second quarter. Keep on rolling,
0: Mustangs. All right, so Kyler's got SMU laying 13 and a half against the Tulane Green Wave. All right, first one of the week. All right, so Kyler's got one on the board. Uh, Brett, you have about six plays, right?
2: I got six, yeah. I'm not hey, really calling many of them.
0: But. <laughs> okay, Kyler, you're about the same, right? About six, seven-ish. I got I got five, yep. Okay, five now. All right. Sorry, six, six. Excuse me, six. Six. Okay, yep, no biggie. All right, so since I was the leader in the clubhouse last week, we went and let our guests go first, as always. I'll go ahead and jump in. I'm a little ACC heavy this week. I think I'm a, I think I'm in every conference this week. Yeah, every single one. So um, let's go ahead and we'll start. Let's go north. Let's go to the Big Ten. Purdue's a home dog against a Wisconsin team that can't score the football. I think Purdue's going to beat them outright. I'll take every point I can get. Line open up at three. It's now at three and a half. Give me the hook. Purdue plus three and a half against Wisconsin all day, every day. So Wisconsin shows that they can score points. I'll probably fade them every week. It might become somewhat of a temporary principle. I mean, if you look, they put up 20 against Army, 24 against Illinois, 17 against Michigan, 13 against Notre Dame. I mean, what are we doing, Wisconsin? You can't score the football. Purdue actually looks pretty confident on offense. Uh or at least against a good Iowa defense, or at least what we thought was a very good Iowa defense. So uh Purdue plus three and a half, home dog against the Badgers.
2: I'm all over uh, that. I, I I don't I don't understand the spread. I I really don't. I don't know what Vegas season. I mean, we're talking about Wisconsin team that like you literally like you just said they cannot score the ball. This is a good Purdue defense, Purdue offense that is playing well that just destroyed Iowa at Iowa city last weekend. So, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't get this, bro. I'm definitely taking Purdue to cover the three and a half.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you guys. I'm, I'm staying away from myself uh, from this line just because man, it it doesn't make any sense to me. Like I, I don't, I cannot fathom that Wisconsin is a favorite on the road they were just in this position a couple of weeks ago, and they absolutely got annihilated. I am—it's a trap. It feels like that I want to dive into, but I'm going to try and practice some discipline. But I, I, I agree with you guys. I think that's the right side.
0: All right. So me and Brett on the same side there. Um, since I have a little bit of a card, I will give us back back plays.
2: Go ahead and get your five plays out before we get our couple in. <laughs>
0: All right, so I've got Purdue plus three and a half. Let's go, let's go to the Big 12. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to the Big 12. Uh, Not a home dog, but a dog I didn't really expect to be uh, catching seven points this week. Oklahoma State Cowboys. They're going against Iowa State who we've seen Iowa State be a little vulnerable. Oklahoma State, for the most part, again, they're undefeated. Gundy has his boys 6-0. I kind of feel like this is the part in the season where a, a couple undefeated teams are going to get their first L this week. I don't think it's going to be this Cowboys team. They're just playing really hard. And I mean, Oklahoma State teams usually start out like 3-0, 4-0, and usually it just goes off the rails. It hasn't happened for this team yet. Iowa State, they had a really high expectations coming into this season, and haven't really looked the part. You know, they lost to Baylor. They destroyed Kansas, of course. Uh, tight game against Kansas State, which they ended up winning. But I think this Oklahoma State team has a little bit more juice. I'm going to trust Gundy uh, to get over the hump. Gundy doesn't really put his teams in this kind of position. So if there's any year to ride them, I think it's now. And I'll take every point I can get with them on the road. Um, prove, that, prove that you're the eighth best best team in the nation right now. It's funny you picked this game back
1: to back because this this is another one to me that that screams I should stay away. But that is the side that I would lean to too. Like I mean, Iowa State has proved nothing on the season. You know, their their quarterback, Rock Purdy, has failed expectations. Has not lived up to him at all. Uh, I I don't understand how they're laying a the touchdown here. But uh, I'm staying away. But again, agree agree with your your side there.
2: Yeah, I'm on your side, Marcus. I, I took this one as well. Nice. This game scares me a little bit, I'm not going to lie, just because it feels like kind of a trap game. But I also thought Texas last weekend was a trap game, and somehow they pulled that out, which I was kind of shocked about, to be honest. But Ames is a tough place to play, so that kind of scares me a little bit. But I, I don't know. I, I, like, I just like the way they're playing right now. And so I just, I don't, I'm taking Oklahoma State. I'm with you on this one to cover the seven.
0: All right. Well, Brett, <laughs> I hope we have a great week as a syndicate because that's four <laughs> plays right there. Hey, if anything, I'd say sprinkle a little
1: on the money line there, man. I, it, to me, it feels like Iowa State pulls away or Oklahoma State
2: wins outright. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I, that, I'm worried about this. I was worried about this picking this one. But I just like the way Oklahoma State is playing. But Iowa State, I don't – I mean, their expectations were, like, top ten this year, and they really kind of fell off the map a little bit. So, I don't know. Quickly, too. Yeah. I mean –
0: So, on our second part of the season when we did SEC Big 12 win totals, Iowa State's over-under with nine-and-a-half.
2: Yeah. I mean, they – They sit on that under?
0: Yeah, the under is – if they lose this week, I think it's locked. They, that was, they were
2: supposed to compete with Oklahoma. Like, they were supposed to be co favorites with Oklahoma to yeah. knock them
1: off this year. My, and, my biggest future in college football was, was Oklahoma to win the Big 12 at minus 150. Yeah. Well, with the new quarterback, it looks pretty good. <sighs> oh, man, it, I thought it was dead in the water after week two. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Williams coming out and bringing us home, baby.
0: Yeah, that was the best thing that Lincoln Riley did this year. He had, he had to, like, just set Spencer rowler side. He, he's just not the guy. No. Yeah, he'll, he'll
2: he'll get his chance in the transfer portal.
0: Yeah, he'll be great at, like,
2: Tulane somewhere. <laughs> I mean, just yes. like think the guy went as, like, he was supposed to be a, a future first-round pick this year, like going into the he, 2022. He was
1: the favorite. He was the favorite to
2: be the number one pick going in, and he is not even a starting quarterback in the Big 12. He halfway like top, through the season he was top top two probably for the Heisman too I mean it's just crazy
0: yeah, yeah look at him Sam Howell I mean yeah is it, this quarterback class isn't very good
2: no probably not and hey
0: DJ
1: oh, I'm not even gonna try and pronounce the last name but Clemson quarterback too is from that same class and you know he looked great last year but first time first year in the full starter role and hey that's three of the top quarterbacks from that class that are yeah, so Man, that let's, hold that, let's hold
0: that thought because we're going to circle back to the best quarterbacks in this class um, at a later pick. But uh, KG, me and Brett each have two in agreement with both of them. Purdue plus three and a half, Oklahoma State plus seven. So And you have SMU minus 13 on the board. They're playing tonight. Go ahead and give us another one.
1: All right, guys. So, a little bit of background peeling the curtain behind of kind of my handicapping here is uh, I, I like to go off the radar. I like to go off the board. If I see two ranked teams battling out, I, I'm staying far away from that line. Now, going to go a little bit of into my principles when, when I give you a, a pick here later. But uh, my first one here kind of went back and forth on which way to go with this pick. But uh, I'm going Western Kentucky. Florida international over 76 and a half. I don't know if that number is still there. I think it's up to 77, but uh, have a point that high of a total. We're not, we're not too sweating about that. Uh, Really? This is the, uh, my my handicap here really comes down to it's the best player in college football that 90% of the fans have not heard of. And it's uh, Bailey's eight at 26 to uh, touchdowns to four interceptions. um, He's averaging 13 yards per completion, nine yards per attempt, and he is a transfer uh, coming in with three of the top receivers here From with his offensive coordinator being transferred in. They are absolutely rolling on offense, Roll the, run the spread offense. They cannot be stopped. And so to help further back this number, uh, looking in a little bit more in depth, Florida International is eighth worst in the country in passing yards allowed a game. So when Bailey gets a clean pocket, he has a passer rating of 131. When he's under pressure, he's about a 54 rating. So really not great to further back this. I've got FIU, the 108th worst defense in the country in sacks. So we're getting Bailey with a clean pocket all day long. This man is going to put up seven, eight, maybe nine touchdowns against this awful defense. So With that, the one thing that FIU does really well is they stop the run. Um, The good news about uh, Western Kentucky here is they don't run the ball. Um, They're at a 73% pass per uh, split here in their average plays. Uh, They do run about 80 plays a game, which really comes to 20 carries. So we're going to be throwing the football all day long here. And um, I really like this over. I lean heavily to Western Kentucky covering the fifteen. Uh, My key to the game here and kind of what kept me off um, Western Kentucky on the spread and more to the total was FIU's only cover was versus Central Michigan. And they had a defensive scoop and score. They were third three and 14 on third down. They ran the ball 32 times for 42 yards. They punted nine times and only had half of the first downs of Central Michigan did, but they managed to cover and, um, That's really the only reason keeping me from the spread. My key to the game here is on third down. Western Kentucky, their offense is third efficient on third down, and FIU's is 94th defensively. So really like the over here. Um, I don't think FIU is going to make Western Kentucky punt more than twice. Damn, that's a read.
2: That's What What a breakdown. I mean, hey. That's probably the best one we've ever had on the show so far. I mean, that, I it it's crazy. a guaranteed loser then. Yeah. <laughs> I was just in like awe of what you were just spitting out right there. I was like, "Damn, he really, he really uh, studied for this." I mean, wow. So this this is one of my this is one of my
1: babies this year, man. Over the summer, I was reading into and and this guy. The offensive coordinator, I can't recall his name, unfortunately, but uh, he brought Bailey's Dave, and their three top receivers from Houston Baptist. And these guys scored 52 points a game last year, and it went unnoticed because of the COVID year. And so he transferred in, he brought his boys, and they have been rolling. They've only not hit their team total over once versus Michigan State, and they were three and a half points under that number. So this is not one that I've made a lot of money on this year, and we're going to continue to roll it and uh, give it out to, to more of the public perception.
0: Love Damn, it. that is awesome! I love that. That's sexy, <laughs> and it's smoking. You know what else is smoking? The back in black magic chili from 910 Coastal Barbecue. If you keep their Instagram page here shortly, see they got some brisket, they got some chili going. Black magic chili. That sounds delicious.
2: Yeah, I, that's I'm I'm hungry right now too, so that's not helping the cause. So just- hey, it's only five
1: thirty out here. I'm I'm starving.
2: Yeah, you're about getting to dinner time.
0: Yeah, so what's on the dinner menu tonight in uh, the Sin City?
2: <sighs>
1: uh, mm, probably a little bit of chicken. That's about it. We're gonna keep it keep it real simple with the game coming on. I guess the game,
2: the Thursday night game, is already on too, huh? That, that's got to be the best part about like like Monday night football, Sunday night football, and everything like that. We're over here to the East Coast, and until freaking midnight and everything like that. And you're just chilling.
1: Yeah, those games are are dead and gone by 9 o'clock at the latest. Now the caveat is is you're waking up at uh, seven, eight a.m. Saturday, Sunday morning to get those bets into the window, which
2: yeah it's an early rise. I guess that part does suck. But like I mean Which I guess, it's nice too. Yeah, I mean I on the weekends or whatever, I mean you just roll out of bed
0: and just turn the college football on, please. I guess that's not yeah. bad. Who sleeps in Vegas anyway? That's true. Nobody. Exactly. You're all taken care of, baby. <laughs> all right. No, sweet. I love that pick. That was a great analysis. Sorry if you uh, see me scrolling, not paying as much attention to you, but I am setting my fantasy lineups because Brett reminded me too. Yeah, I'm Good. so
2: fantasy this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, for, so I, I feel like I have to mention this now, going off in one of those rabbit holes, especially on NFL. So for those of you that don't know, and for those of you who know, like, you know where I'm going, but I'm in a couple leagues this year. Uh, I'm in one league with some of my fraternity brothers and we have a punishment. Uh, Kyler knows the, the studied Christopher Ferlano.
1: That's my guy. That's my guy. Shout out to him, man. I don't know if he listens or not, but that's my boy.
0: So I'm actually going to see Ferlano this weekend. Uh, he's coming to Charlotte. We got a couple people coming into town, having a, a diaper bash for uh, our, soon to be daughter here come February but um no off on a tangent so the loser of our fantasy football league has to play for Lano in a game of 101 basketball win or lose you have to shotgun a beer out of his shoe I love that man but uh, I don't know I don't know those shoes I'm sure they've seen some tough times man and the best part about it is the winner of the league chooses the beer that the loser does. So uh, a couple of years ago when uh, my buddy Caden lost, I think he, ha- he had to sh- chug a – it's like a 16-ounce, like, pumpkin IPA, like out of Ferlano's sweaty shoe. <laughs> oh,
1: man. I I- I'll never forget it. that Ferlano tattoo, man. That's That, that shit is gold. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to cuss on this or not, so I apologize if I'm not. But... Oh, no, you good. you good.
0: Yeah, we, we like to pride ourselves on You Can Be a Podcast that like you listen to like in a family car ride. And your kids okay. probably won't catch the bad words. We don't use them a lot, but they probably won't even notice them. I won't say another one. Hey, my first podcast. Thanks again, guys. I'm super pumped. Heck yeah. <laughs> Making it big time. All right, so Kyler has two plays. Brett has two plays. I believe I have a little bit more than everybody. So uh, let's go ahead and get the obvious one out of the way. Bam, first half back and better than ever at 10 last week not sure what i'm catching it at this week but we'll always let you know I always send brett what i get it at and it usually always hit so you know last week was proof that just because you have one bad week doesn't mean that you stay off the horse no you get back on the horse you ride that son of a gun to the old town road and you ride till you can't no more <laughs> what's your next play all right so uh <laughs> <laughs> so my next play um, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish my trip out west or on the west coast for sure, and then I'm, I'm gonna bring it back home to uh, ACC territory. So let's go to the Pac-12. Brad, I would be surprised if you did not get on this one. We got a uh, Chip Kelly in a revenge game. Uh, they're in Los Angeles in Beverly Hills. Got the Oregon Ducks from Austin Stadium coming in. Oregon number ten in the nation, five and one on the season. UCLA five and two. UCLA. E- okay, no, actually, so this is some line movement that actually is not in my favor. So when I bet this game on my personal book earlier in the week and I jotted down when I got it at, Oregon was a two-and-a-half dog. I think Oregon's going to win outright. Right now, Oregon's a one-point underdog. So for the sake of the show, I'll just take them to one. I don't really care about losing a point and a half in value because I think they're going to win outright anyway. I think Oregon just has a couple too many dudes for UCLA although Chip Kelly is a good coach. Um, I don't think he's going to get it done this week. So let's go Oregon, dog on the road. Number 10 in the nation. Again, it, it something's up this week. Like you like you said, Kyler, there's too many ranked teams going on the road that are underdogs. Like, something is up, and I don't know what it is. I've tried to read reports about, like, COVID happening, like, with each team, and, like, it's nothing. I, I just don't know, like, what the lines are doing in Vegas right now. I
1: uh... – I hate to do this to you, Marcus, but uh, I am on the other side of this battle with you. I am all in on the UCLA Bruins this weekend. Uh, this is one of my longer handicaps here, um, so I apologize in advance. But uh, this this screams to me that UCLA is going to win this game. Um, Oregon has covered one game the entire year. Um, they are one in five against the spread, and I am not a trend player. But the average loss against the spread is 11 points. The only one that was under single digits was—I'm sorry, there was two under single digits. One of them was when they played Stony Brook, and they covered or they failed to cover by a half point. Um, kind of walking you through this schedule for, for Oregon. So they were on the road at Cal last week. They needed two fourth-quarter touchdowns to squeeze by it to win that game. The week before they played Stanford, they had to score 17 unanswered in the third and fourth quarter, and they ended up giving away the touchdown at the buzzard, and Stanford won in overtime. Uh, Prior to that, they blew out Arizona, but significantly failed to cover against that number, and they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter, and Arizona might be the worst team in the Power Five, in my opinion. That counts Vanderbilt. Um Ohio State is Ohio State just doesn't make any sense in my mind. I, I don't understand how they won that game. I, I I it doesn't make any sense to me. They were they played a good game, don't get me wrong, but Ohio State went six to fifteen on third down and two and five on fourth. Uh yeah, Ohio State, they, put up they couldn't tackle, name. they couldn't tackle no,
0: that game.
1: No, they, they they couldn't stop them. And so that one to me is just I, I can't make any sense of. And then the first game of the year, they beat Fresno 31-24. And They needed 10 points in the final seven minutes. So to me, this just screams a ranked team is on the road that the public is all behind and and they're not looking into the box score here. And so when I look at this to dive in a little bit deeper into some of the metrics here, to me, the UCLA has a huge offense, a huge edge on offense. They um, Oregon has this, this top tier talent. You know, we hear about Thibodeau and is the first pick in the draft. And they've got these studs and the, uh, the, the secondary—they've got nine picks all year, you know, in in six games. I mean, that sounds incredible. Well, if you dive in a little bit, nine, uh, eight of those nine interceptions were versus Stony Brook and Arizona. Um, this defense is actually soft. They're given—they're the 106th worst team against passing. They—they uh, they are the 61st, or excuse me, 65th worst, in the average play per pass allowed, and they're 72nd. And stuffed right on the ground, and what what that stat really means is how often you're you're tackling or hitting the the opposing running back behind the backfield. So to me, that just screams soft. Um, and and to that counter end, UCLA is in is sixth in yards created on their line of scrimmage. So they've got some mammoths. They've got five seniors starting on that offensive line. I really think that they're going to bully Oregon on the ground. Um, and and so keep it keeping kind that stuff in mind. And then I look into the actual game from last year. Um, Oregon did win 38 to 35, but UCLA had four turnovers, two interceptions, two, uh, two fumbles. Um, Oregon had, I'm sorry. UCLA had four turnovers. Oregon had one. UCLA had five pass deflections, but they had no interceptions. And so when we dive into kind of the individual stats here, uh Oregon's quarterback Tyler Show who has now transferred left the program is at Texas Tech went 19 of 30 for 334 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um not a great line statistically but he didn't turn the ball over, kind of managed the game, got a lot of yards and good good touchdown numbers there. Well, Oregon on the ground carried they they had 34 carries for 88 yards or 2.6 yards per carry which is atrocious. Um, That was with Travis Dye, who will be starting for the Oregon Ducks. C.J. Verdell is injured and out for the year. Travis Dye had 10 carries last year for 40 yards, and C.J. Verdell had 12 for 18. The leading rusher in that game for them was actually their quarterback, who had 11 carries for 41 yards. Um, Oh, by the way, their leading receiver from the game last year, Devin Williams, who had six catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown he's actually out for the year too. So to me, the biggest two playmakers on Oregon are down and they're out for the count. So kind of keeping in mind with what the box score was last year, uh, Oregon won by three, and I haven't even covered the UCLA offense. They did not have DTR. Uh, they had their backup quarterback, Chase Griffin. for nine, He went for 19 for 31, 195 yards, a touchdown and two picks, and a great effort. I mean, he gave them a hell of a game. Their running back, Demetric Felton, who we might actually see tonight in Thursday Night Football. He was an undrafted rookie uh, who got signed by the Browns. He had 34 carries for 167 yards versus Oregon last year. The longest run he had, 18 yards. And so that yards per carry for the team last year, 51 carries, 267 yards, 5.2 per carry. So what I'm taking away from that is UCLA ran the ball down their throats Last year. Well, kind of flipping the script to this year, Oregon's, uh, excuse me, UCLA's offense is sixth in the nation in running. Well, guess where Oregon's defense is versus the run? They're 91st. Um, so to me, this screams that UCLA is going to dominate the trenches. They're going to carry the ball. They're going to milk the clock and they're going to cover this game and win outright. I know they're a short underdog, but key to the game, key to the game to me here is DTR 121 pass rating when the pocket's clean. Oregon does have 11 sacks on the season. I did mention, they already have the nine picks. So if, if Oregon can generate a pass rush here, I, I don't feel nearly as confident. Um, but to that point, I, I don't see them generating a lot of pressure versus experienced offensive line. Give me UCLA to win this game outright.
0: And you're going against me. I love it. I'm actually nervous as shit now. But latest played, I'm not taking it off. Uh, can this game just end in a tie? I mean, a great analysis. I'm also playing this game. and <laughs>
2: I feel bad but I'm on my Marcus's side. <laughs> oh no. Here we go. Here we go. I, I just this game worries me for Chip Kelly. I, I just I don't know. But shoot, I, I don't want to pick this game now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that uh, the Chip Kelly revenge game is carrying a lot of more lot more mantra than it actually should, you know. Like he's already played Oregon uh, as a UCLA coach. Sure, he's going. But like, I don't know. To me, that carries more weight than it actually should. But hey, I, I could, I could certainly see, you know, the, the side of the Oregon story here. But
2: we'll, we'll see, Marcus. How do you feel that we're the same pigs right now, dude? We better come correct this week.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I've got a little bit more numbers on that, but I'm, I'm gonna let that thing ride. I yeah, probably we...
2: gave a little bit too in-depth analysis there. I apologize if we don't do well, we would not be hosting a podcast next week.
0: (laughs) Oh, we're coming back for better or for worse. We may be wearing all black to our funeral. (laughs) I'm wearing all black (laughs) on Saturday, like worst case scenario. All right, cool. So uh, three picks for each of you. We do have breaking news. So again, our sponsor, 910 Coastal BBQ, follow them on Instagram. Great content there if you're a foodie like we all are. There's three contributors there, and they each gave us a pick this week. Um, So, Louisiana lane 18, again, that one was given out. Uh, Breaking news, they just came in with another work call. Again, we all have lives, so you don't see text messages, like timely sometimes, we understand. But, nevertheless, they're playing UNCC plus seven. They're at home tonight here in the Queen City against uh, FAU. Uh, They're currently down seven to three. So, again, they are covering right now, I suppose, but... You never know, could swing, but that's uh, two plays for No.10 Coastal Barbecue Thursday night games. We may have to start revisiting Wednesdays a little bit more if these Thursday night games keep uh, popping up in the locks.
2: If you stop playing softball, we could do that. I feel like I feel like that's the whole thing is the softball gets on our uh, schedule discrepancy.
0: Someone has to hit dingers, Brett.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I apologize.
0: <laughs> no, so I digress. So two plays for No.10 Coastal Barbecue, three plays for Kyler, three plays for Brett. You guys have three more each? Yes. Yeah. All right. I have five. All right. So done on the West Coast. Hey, I, I can get there.
1: I've got another play in the pocket. I was just trying to feel out for you guys to see where we're headed here. So oh,
0: dude, I, I've dude, got one in the chamber. I want all the winners, all the winners. So uh, you'll you'll take us somewhere next. All right. Or after this play right here. So uh, let's go ahead and, um, again, wrapping up my – all right, so I'm done on the West Coast. Let's go to the Midwest. I'm a lot more bullish in this team because of the quarterback change. I hit on this earlier. Spencer Rattler is terrible. Kansas can't cover anything. They're similar to South Carolina. I mean, just, just terrible, terrible football team. The Sooners are going to Kansas 38-and-a-half. I'm laying it. Boomer Sooner. It's bold. I, I don't worry
2: I, – I'm worried about a cover here at the end maybe because they rest the starters after like maybe halftime and maybe rather comes in and just does what he's done the whole year.
0: Dude, if Oklahoma can throw up 55 on Texas and with the better quarterback playing half the game and throw up 52 on TCU – I mean, they'll score 60 on Kansas. Kansas might score seven. Maybe nine. They might kick three field goals. They might not get in the end zone. I see this being a blowout. Boomer. It's it's, it's not a play for me, but, and and
1: honestly, like, I thought Red touched on it perfectly. The only reason why I'm off of it is it feels like Oklahoma is going to win this game by 30, 40. But what are we going to get with Spencer Rattler when he gets subbed in midway through the third quarter? Is he going to just – ship the bed and, and say, fuck it. And, and, you know, kind of throw the deuces up. I'm sorry. I just of said that. Maybe I'll throw a pick six to other team. Hey, Hey, that's the only reason why I'm staying off the full 38, but I think, I think Oklahoma going to blow them out. I think, I think the quarterback upgrade
0: is huge for Oklahoma. If the back door gets kicked in, I can live with it. I just feel like they're going to be too far ahead for a back door to matter.
2: It might be, and that's very well
0: could happen. All right, so that's my next play. Uh, KG, take us somewhere.
1: All right, guys. So uh, we're going to get a little sicko mode here. Um, I I love Temple this week. I don't typically recommend buying a half a point, but I I don't know what that line currently sits at. I I just checked it before the show. We were sitting at plus two and a half. I would recommend buying it up to the three, pay the extra five cents, 10 cents, 15 cents, even if whatever it takes to get to that three. I'm also sprinkling the money line here. And for me, this is all a situational bet. Um, We got Temple coming off a bye with their quarterback, Dewan Mathis. And, and you guys probably recognize that name. He transferred out of Georgia. Um, so we're talking like four, five-star athlete kid out of college transferring at a lower AAC level. And he hasn't been the greatest this year, I, I will admit. It. But I'll say when his when his pocket is clean, he's thrown at 106 pa- uh, passing rate, So he's looking really efficient in the pocket when it's clean and guess who he's squaring off this week first, South Florida. I mean, this team is not good. Uh, when I say he's going to be having a clean pocket, similar to, uh, like I said, that Bailey would South Florida has two sacks on the season. So my man is going to be able to pitch a tent back there and, uh, throw a deep ball. No questions. Um, you know, to, to this point of my confidence in Temple, I will say the last thing or the last time that we saw them was on national television on a Thursday night versus Cincinnati and they lost 52 to 3. But if we dive that a little bit deeper, they were down 17-3 at the half when Mathis was in and they fumbled a punt when they were down one score early into the second quarter, and it was still three to nothing at that point. Um, so let's kind of take that, remove it from the data and say that might be an outlier. Cincinnati's also really good, too. So um, another reason kind of why I'm on this uh, on the money or excuse me, on the money line and this, the points here. But uh, last week, USF lost by one at home to Tulsa and uh, Tulsa had three turnovers. They had five hundred and thirty five yards of offense. USF had two hundred and sixty eight. They managed to recover a fumble for a touchdown and return a kick for a touchdown. And that's the only reason why they won this game. And uh, you factor out those outliers too. And this screams to me that Temple is going to win this game. I, I don't fathom how that they're an underdog. I make this game Temple minus one. Uh, they are four and one versus US, uh, USF the last five games. And they've also won three in a row at USF um, to me. Temple's pass D is by far the best unit on this field. Kind of dissecting this a little bit. USF, they've thrown for one touchdown, thrown for one passing touchdown all year long. They've thrown four interceptions. And so to me, that screams, that is going to be completely irrelevant in this game. We have to hone in on the ground game. And USF running back, his name is Jaron McGann, and he has 70 carries for 264 yards. He does have 10 touchdowns. But kind of what's leading into him getting so many touchdowns uh, is the field position. Uh, USF is getting some favorable field position, and they're turning it into some quick, low-scoring drives. Um, They've fumbled 10 times this year already, but they've only lost four. So we're getting some some fumble luck on our side a little bit here. And to me, the key to the game, um, like I said, they're getting some really favorable field position. They've had six interceptions on the year. They're averaging 20 yards per pick. So they're getting incredible return on their turnovers, and um, I just don't see that maintaining. And I'm going to take Temple to win this game outright. I'm certainly going to buy it up to the three and, and hope that they cover this on a field goal. Um, the one caveat is these both these both team both these teams are really penalized. So we don't know what we're going to get with targeting, pass interference, roughing the passer. But to me, that that is irrelevant. I'm going to take Temple. Hoot hoot.
0: This I, I feel like this is going to be a sweat for you again. So, like Tyler said, buy it up to three for the locks. Two and a half is the best number I can get you. Oh man, dude, this this is an ugly. This is sicko mode. It's sicko, baby. It's sicko. This is where we find in college,
1: man. I'm telling you, stay away from those ranked opponents. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, that's disgusting. All right, Uh no take. Uh, good analysis. I, I'm. I hope you win. Do you have uh, any explanation for uh, temple's 14 to 61 loss uh, week one against Rutgers? I'm glad you brought that up because that was in my notes to address. I just wasn't
1: gonna go to that point. So uh, this is it really for, for me it really comes down to Mathis as being healthy and in this game. So they' they're, they're coming off a Thursday night game. Um, they're getting that extra three two days rest. Uh, they're gonna be a little bit more healthy than they've been. And uh, even in that game, he actually got hurt and banged up in the third quarter. Now, it was dead and gone, but uh, superior opponent, Big Ten. You know, Rutgers ain't great, but their defense is solid. So, for me, math is in that game. He's healthy. Temple's running.
2: Another great diagnosis right there. I hate following these up, honestly. That's fun that's
1: fun. that's the gist of it, man. Those those were my three big ones. I, after this, I fall off pretty pretty insurmountably,
2: but uh, hey, hey, we're all for it. Um all right, I'll go. I can't believe I'm playing this, but Pitt and Clemson. I'll be honest, I didn't even know that Clemson played last weekend. Or last week, I didn't know they had a primetime game on Friday. I had no clue. They, yeah, and they shouldn't have been. They were they in toe to toe with the orange. So we got a pit team that's pulling good ball right now. Just blew the doors off Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. I'm taking pit to cover here. <laughs> pit covering the three points against the Clemson Tigers. I mean, you got. DJ Uagle or whatever. I mean, he's just their their offense is terrible. They're just not I mean, the only reason they're in they've been in the games this year is because of their defense and the defense can only do so much. So give me the Pitt Panthers to cover right here.
0: Brett, being you I ha- like we have these same picks. I'm also on <laughs> Oh my god, let's <laughs> go. No. This is this is either gonna be a really good week for our viewers or a really bad week. It's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good week. Uh, again, every reason. I mean, look, with Clemson's offense, I can see this game being first to 24, and Pitt's going to get to 24 a lot sooner than Clemson is. Clemson's defense is still elite. Don't get me wrong. Their defense is very good. But that offense can't hold water. And dude, and this is what I was talking about Heisman quarterbacks. If Pitt didn't lose to Western Michigan, which it was their defense's fault, not Kenny Pickett's fault. Kenny Pickett may be the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. I love, he's got my love. That. yeah, I love everything that Kenny Pickett's doing. I think he's going to be a stud in the NFL. I think he's way better than like Spencer. Well, he's obviously way better than Spencer Battler. He's way better than Sam Howell's overrated trash ass. That bullshit. Excuse me. That bull crap. Uh, comforting baby blue in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, dude. Pitt. It's gonna. It's gonna be Clemson. And it's it's a home game for them. At the ketchup bottle. Uh, I, Pitt's going to do it. It's too much offense.
2: I, I think so too. I, I think that's going to be the problem. Is I don't think Clemson's going to be able to score. I don't. I don't Guys, think it's going to match it.
1: I have great, great news for this. So Clemson has played five teams in the FBS region. They haven't covered level, whatever team. you want to call. They are zero and six versus the number, yeah. but mm-hmm. they have scored. 21 points, 19, 17, 14, and three. So you're telling me that this team is going to go up against one of the best offenses in the nation and cover a three-point underdog? I mean, gosh, Pittsburgh to me feels like they're going to score three, four touchdowns. And I don't. I agree with you guys. I, I don't think Clemson can score that many. I, I'm off it only from a market perspective. To me, this feels like Clemson could be the perfect buy-low opportunity. But – that's the re- – I mean, for what you guys said is the reason why I'm off this number. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I just don't think they're going to score. I really, really don't. Yeah, too much offense. Just too much offense for Pitt. The only thing that scares me for Pitt is – I feel like it's a lot of push protection because I, I, I they're going to win the game. Three points, I'll, I'm going to take it there. If you want to buy it down to two and a half, I don't blame you. And the only reason is that Pitt doesn't run the ball very well, and I think that is big in Clemson's favor. But Kenny Pickett has just been a magician this year. I mean, he's thrown it, like tossing it over the field on everybody. So when Pitt gets in that three and four situation, like second and six late in the game, I don't really trust him to run the ball for first downs. They're going to have to throw it. But I believe their offense is good enough to do it. You know, them at home. Kind of similar to where I see, like, the NC State-Clemson game and the Wolfpack got it done. So, uh, let's talk about the Panthers get it done. Um, well, let's go Pitt. Lay, lay, lay the three points and cover at home. A little, a little bit of a lot. All right, Brett. Well, shit. I mean, <laughs> hey, this is really make it or break it. We have your four picks. I have those four picks. That's incredible. That's, that's I, so cool. I
2: doubt we have the same. T- I know we don't have one of the same picks. I hope you guys do, but I don't know about the other one.
0: Well, Brett, you have two more plays. Yeah, I have three. Uh, Kyler, you have roughly three. Two. I've got two, potentially three. Okay, so go ahead and give us one, KG.
1: All right, so I'll say the best for last, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit of sick of mode again, guys. Um, I'm gonna take San Diego State Aztecs plus the three little bit on the money line here as well. Um, for me, this really comes down to one element of the game. Um, air force runs 89% of their offensive snaps running the football. San Diego state is number one in the nation versus the run. They're only allowing 61 yards per game on the ground. And to kind of put that in context, um, you know, you hear San Diego state, oh, they haven't played anyone. Uh, you know, how good are they really? Well, if you throw that right next to Georgia, Georgia averages about 63 yards on the game. So I know that doesn't sound all that good and well, but think about how freaking dominant Georgia's defense is. And, and that is very similar to what the Aztecs do out here out west. They don't have to go against these SEC gods uh, out here out west. So they are going to absolutely shut down Air Force's run game um you know where they are a little bit uh weak is the passing game oh no not really they're actually seven in passing yards allowed this defense is freaking elite uh their head coach Brady Hoke that name might ring a bell for you guys he was the former Michigan coach he's having a hell of a year to start the season um he's kind of rolling a little bit of a hot streak here who knows his name I've heard thrown around in those uh Upper echelon open rolls. I've, I've heard them rumored to LSU. You know, that might be a little bit of a motivation to kind of cover this, win this outright. But uh, for me, ultimately here, uh, Air Force is, their defense is 90th worst versus explosive runs and 116th against the third and fourth down under three yards to go. So what that really means is they're great on first and second down, but if they're giving up chunk plays, they're really beatable uh, on that short and down to go. And for that reason, San Diego State is actually 10th in the nation in that short yardage. They run it at a 71% clip. This game is going to be beautiful. It's going to be late night, Saturday night, guys. So when you've had about six, 10 bush lights, turn into the San Diego State Air Force cave. It's going to be run after run after run, and it's going to be a great sight for the eyes. Um, a little bit of trend data here is San Diego State has won the last three games in this, uh, I won't say at rivalry by any means, but in this uh, duel. And then they've actually won the last two at Air Force. So it doesn't, doesn't uh, keep me off from them being on the road. I actually make this game minus one with San Diego State. You factor into home field at advantage, and and I mean, they're playing you know, Air Force. It's not like they have. Diehard fans there. They've got some guys in the military, so you factor a little bit of home field advantage. Maybe you get to Air Force minus one, but to get a full field goal on the road with the better team, please give me San Diego State plus three outright. I
2: like it. I mean, every single time you're just talking and diagnosing these games, I'm like, I'm just on board.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, man.
2: I, I hope they come true. I mean, you know, you win fifty five percent
1: of these things, you're you're really good, but you can certainly look like an asshole. And I
0: fully expect that to come fruition this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, I feel like you you would recommend the money line play. Ninety four percent of the vote is San Diego State money line. Doesn't scare me. It
1: does not scare me. This the, the one thing that I don't like about this is that San Diego State. Uh, stuck snuck in to the top twenty-five, so they got a twenty-two next to their name. So I feel like Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, when people have lost five, six, seven bets, they're going to be chasing. They're going to say, "Oh, San Diego State catching points on, a, on on the road," and they're ranked. Please give me that. But uh, I still think they win this outright. They they've
0: owned this series, honestly. Have you seen all those shiny buildings in the city you live in? <laughs> Do you know how they get those shiny buildings? Hell yeah! House <laughs> by, always wins. It's about collecting ninety-four to ninety percent of public bets. No, yep. I, I'm full, I fully support you. I'd probably be on the Aztecs too. What do you? What's the over/under in that game? Like thirty? Oh, it's 38? beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. I, it was
1: thirty-nine when I started this afternoon. Yeah, I mean that's that's five touchdowns and a field goal.
0: Over or under? Would you lean?
2: Oh, I'm going under.
0: Um, oh, uh, damn, I, I, that's an under. Wow. I thought you
2: guys say the complete opposite of that.
1: Oh, no, this this game, where where you have to get worried on the total is if, if they get a breakaway run or if Air Force, they, they actually have, like, a 12% chance of hitting a big-time throw, which really means they're going to go 25 yards down the field, so <laughs> – <laughs> if they drop back, because they run that triple option too, so if they drop back and they, they catch them by surprise, they might catch them for, for a touchdown or two, and that will kill the under. But for me, this is going to be a half-back dive, half-back dive, and we'll see what happens.
0: All right. Interesting. Nice. Okay. All right. So San Diego State plus three, uh, you can have it. Uh, I'll, I have three more, so I'll play the next game. All right, let's go up north. Still on the east coast. We're not out west anymore. Let's go up to New York. We're in West Point. We've got the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. We've got black and gold on black and gold. They're playing the Army Knights Service Academy game. This actually really intrigued me because this line doesn't seem to have moved any, almost on a bunch of books. Uh, it opened it's a up. Line. In, it's a it opened line. up at Wake being a three-point favorite. They're still a three-point favorite. 73% of the public is on Wake Forest. 66% of the public is on Wake Moneyline. I'm taking – I see this more as a touchdown game. You know, I think Army's been a good story this year. 4-2 Army team, like, pretty good day. Had a battle, a, what, six-point game against Wisconsin last week. They ended up losing. They lost the ball state the week before, so they're on a two-game lose streak. I think their team's kind of going in the opposite direction. Everything's trending right, right for Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest, they're they're definitely looking ahead to uh, playing NC State on the 13th because that's probably going to decide the Atlantic Division and the ACC um, if they go and feed against Duke and Chapel Hill, which they most likely will. But, I mean, Wake's just a very good football team. I like everything about Wake. I like the attitude that they're playing with. Dave is a hell of a good coach. I don't see him getting out coached by that guy, whoever is up there at West Point, who's just going to run the triple option every year no matter what because he has to recruit to that. Because, I mean, that's who he gets. So, if I think I'm getting a four-point value, I will take it all day, every day, give me Wake Force lane three against Army.
2: Yeah. I, I don't hate that. I, I think the thing that makes it more comfortable is because when you, when you only have a week of preparation to try to stop the triple option, it's a little tough. But I believe Wake just had a buy last weekend. So, that gives you about two weeks to get that preparation in and get it to practice be able to like implement in your practices so I think that definitely helps when you go and face a triple option team is having that extra week to be able to kind of read the film look at the film and be able to do it in practice so yeah I like, I like that line for you
0: yeah and I mean I don't know how good army scout team is but I mean they don't have anyone that can imitate Sam Hartman he's I mean, 14 touchdowns this season, only three interceptions. He He's playing out of his mind. They're actually running the ball good. I mean, they have a running back with five touchdowns, three touchdowns. They're spreading the wealth. It's not just like one person, like being the workhorse, getting hit. I think Wake's going to be fresh. And if Wake's fresh, their offense is very explosive, as we've seen in ACC play. And also, like, them getting to 6-0, threw up 40 against Syracuse, 37 on Louisville, 37 on Virginia, 35 on Florida State. I mean, 41-42 in their other two games this season. Wake's just has a very – they have a very good offense. I don't really like the overplay just because, you know, the triple option is going to bleed the clock. So, 52 might be kind of tight. But I can see Wake getting to 37 points in this game. Um, If you think Army can get you two touchdowns, you may want to take the over. I'd stay away. But, I mean, I think this is a pretty easy cover. Um, Again, like – those ranked teams on the road like wake isn't a dog but only three points and something might be up but I'm I'm gonna take it I see value here This this
1: was this was another one this this to me screams sweaty um I, I'm with you I think wake is great this year I genuinely do think they win this game the the reason why personally I'm staying away um what does, what does Army do? Like you mentioned, they run the triple option. Well, wh- what is Wake not doing very well here the last few weeks? Now, keep in mind, they are playing some ACC competition. So, you know, are they on the same scale of Army? Athletically, no. But Army is going to run that ball, and they're going to run it to the ground. And so, last three weeks, Wake Forest gave up 350 yards rushing to the Orange. 177 yards rushing, to, or excuse me, 200 yards rushing to Louisville, and 100 yards rushing versus Virginia. That number doesn't seem like it's it's too big, but Virginia is leading the nation or their top five but in passing they're, yards they're per. Running
0: backs so legit.
1: They are very very good. So yeah, I, I take that as an outlier myself. That is the only thing I say tread lightly is this 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 team seems to be giving up a little bit more yards on the ground um, than they probably will. Um, I, I, I am still on your side, though, Marcus. I, I generally think Blake Forrest is going to win this game by two touchdowns.
0: Thank you for being with me.
2: That Don't lie, that scared you a little bit, though.
0: <laughs> no, honestly, no, like, a, a get, the UCLA organ, that definitely scared the hell out of me. <laughs> But I'm, I'm really not that scared right here. I, <laughs> you
2: scared the hell out of me, too. I, I'm still contemplating that one.
0: <laughs> no, wait, Wake will get it done.
2: Uh, no, Wake's, Wake's really good this year. They, they're
1: they're going to win the game. It's just I, I am nervous about how, how that plays
0: out with, with their offense,
1: or excuse me, on, on defense as all. Well.
0: I think it would be very weird for Wake to win the game by one or two. So three, push exactly.
1: protection. Exactly.
2: Yep. Yeah. I, agreed. Right. Agreed. I, I think you like you said it's like a touchdown game.
0: Yeah. All right, so Brett, you're actually not playing this one.
2: No, I'm not. <laughs> Shocking. What? I, oh, come on. I, I didn't see that one on the docket.
0: All um, right, well, go ahead, go ahead, take I'm, it somewhere.
2: I'm. Uh, I apologized to the Wolfpack last week. They, uh, I that first half was a little concerning though, but Dave Dorn, for once in his career, actually made a halftime adjustments. And State came actually firing away. So I'm taking them, I'm taking them to cover three and a half in Corals Gable uh, against this Miami Florida team. I feel like every game State plays scares me because it just feels like a trap game when they're favored. But this is a Miami team that this is, I mean, let's be honest, that stadium will have about 20 fans. I, I don't feel like anybody goes to those games. So I think that will help kind of relieve the uh, pain for the Wolf Pack. And I just – I kind of like the way they're playing right now. I really do. I think, like you said, it's going to come down to that. If they don't trip up somewhere, it's going to come down to the Wake Forest game here in a few weeks. So I'm I'm taking the Wolf Pack to cover the three and a half here.
0: Well, Brett, we did it again like Britney Spears. We <laughs> did it again. I'm <laughs> also on the Wolf Pack. I oh. took this personally at three earlier in the week. I do see it has adjusted to three and a half. So, I mean, whatever. Hook it. I don't care. Still riding with it. Wolfpack, I mean, like I said, my principles the weeks before this, I'm um, fading the whole state of Florida. Uh, I would fade Florida State this week, but they're playing UMass. So, I mean, 38 and hey, a half against UMass. They're about to go in three probably. Yeah, no, it might be. It, yeah, yeah, who knows. But, yeah, no. I hey, mean Miami can't tackle. NC State runs the hell out of the football. Ricky Person, Bam Knight, they're going to shove it down Miami's throat. And did, did you see the clip earlier this season to where somebody – I think it was a swing pass out of the backfield to the left side of the field. Miami had a cornerback that literally went and tackled, like, the blocker yeah. instead <laughs> of the guy with the football. <laughs> theres I remember at the beginning
2: of the year when people thought – that Miami was going to compete with Alabama in that first game of the year.
0: Yeah, that's a joke. Miami doesn't tackle anybody. NC State's too physical on the line of scrimmage. NC State may have a first-round draft pick, a lineman uh, on the left side, and those running backs are a two-headed monster. Devin Leary throwing the ball over the yard. Miami is in trouble. Um, This should probably be a six-point game. I'll take every point I can get with the Wolfpack. Let's go. I'm in full agreement. This, this, This is, again, it comes back to this kind of
1: story I've been saying, that this, this line doesn't make sense to me. Uh, NC State is by far the better team here. I, I really think they roll. Um, Miami stinks. And let's go Wolfpack. I'm, I'm so, a huge Dave Doran guy. I think he's completely under, underrated. Uh, I got a little softness for the red and uh, the Wolfpack red in my heart. The red and white from NC State. You locking it up? No, no. I'm. You know what? I'm in. Let's do it. Lock it Number up. For me, man. Let's lock know. it up for me. Are, are we like, taking the three or are we
2: taking the three and a half? Three and a half. All right. That's fine. They're good. They're gonna pfft. Miami stinks. I, I feel like the line is like this though, because there's somebody in Vegas that's a Wolfpack fan, and they just know that NC State just has those games.
1: Well, this is sevens. this was one of the biggest pro bets on win totals over the summer. Was everyone was on the over win total for NC State. Oh, yeah. um, this, this, this team, is they're, they're, they're good. They're good, and I think we're catching a little bit of value here. Like Miami put up a good fight versus North Carolina, but for whatever reason, they always seem to think that's their Super Bowl because they're not a good team. So I think they're coming out flat. I think NC State's motivated, and I think Dave Dorn's going to lead us to a victory.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. If, so if, I there, would...
2: if there's any year, this is the year for NC State because the I feel like we've been saying this for the past few years, though, but the ACC is bad this year. Yeah, it is. It is. I'll say that there's one game on my schedule that
1: really makes me nervous for, for NC State, and it would be that Wake game that you kind of already touched yeah. on.
0: At Wake is uh, – that that's going to be a heck of a game in the ACC. Well, NC State can't beat Wake Forest at home or away. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, it really doesn't. Depending I mean, on the time of that game, I'm going to try to make it down to Winston-Salem for that. Don't you have something that day? The Saturday, I mean, I'll be shooting Ducks, but as I'm saying, if it's a 3.30 game or night game, I'll definitely go. Even if – I don't know. Even if it is a noon kick, I might still, like, get out of the the swamp at 8.39 and drive an hour to Winston, an hour and a half to Winston.
2: I, I thought you said you had, like, some ba- – I thought you had something that day.
0: So, that's Sunday, Kayla uh, has a baby shower. I thought it was Saturday. Yeah, okay. you can only listen to so much that they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I the mean, weekend,
2: not the day. If if both teams are undefeated, you would have to think it's either going to be a three thirty or nine game game day. Ooh, it, it, hey, could, it could be, man. It feels like a lot of these it?
1: conferences are fairly settling in, but we don't have a
2: we don't have a clue in the ACC yet. That that's actually, if both teams can be undefeated, you're going to have two top fifteen teams. That so, might warrant that might warrant a weekend back to the old stomping grounds. I I go to that. I would 100% go to that.
0: Coming to Yo city. What is that? That's the what 13. did we say? What's that day? Eleven
1: oh. thirteen. I <laughs> was actually. There might be a chance that I make it out for a surprise party that week. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this because that would ruin that. But
0: that might work. <laughs> yeah, honestly, KG, if you come into town for an you Wake Forest, I'll skip duck hunting that morning and i'll go oh i'm in okay okay let's go okay uh so syndicate bet for the Wolfpack, the red and white from nc state
2: you you know what's gonna happen now state's gonna lose to miami and uh, army's gonna beat uh (laughs) (laughs) yep
0: yep (laughs) that's exactly how it's gonna go no 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 not gonna happen brett out of your five picks so far we agree on four don't yeah, I mean
2: that. you already know
0: my last pick. Oh yeah, yeah, that last pick's in the bag. Okay, so Brett has one more. I have one more. KG, are you out? Or how many? I've got two for sure, potentially three. All right. Give us give us some. Yeah. One.
1: I feel bad because you guys have the same place, you know, like you guys are jumping in, piggybacking each other, and here I am going to the torch by myself. But we'll see if I can convince you to hop on this uh this train here. And uh my next play is a Friday night game. Um, the, ha- the handicap is not nearly analytic as, as the others, but uh, for me, this is a complete fade of UCF. Um, give me Memphis on the road. I, I, I don't know where that line is now. I want to say between one and two. Um, give me the Tigers to, to cover that number for sure. So Memphis, is, Memphis played last Thursday. UCF played last Saturday. So we're getting a little bit of a rest edge here for, for Memphis. Um, Not only on that, but Memphis has a bye week next week. So I really feel like we're going to get probably the best effort of Memphis all year, kind of how that calendar falls there. So really feeling strong about what we're going to get from the Tigers on the field Um, and kind of comparing the schedules a little bit. So UCF, the reason why I'm fading them is their quarterback, Gabriel, since he's been down, they have been actually terrible. Um, They were the I want to say this might not be totally right, but I apologize. They gave Navy their first or second win of the year, and this is the Navy team that was getting dogged early in the year. So UCF lost to Navy 34-30 three weeks ago. Well, Memphis just played uh, Navy last week. They rolled 35-17. So that, to me, screams like, well, we might be having to take Memphis. Well, then we kind of dive a little bit deeper into the schedule since Gabriel's gone. UCF scored 20 points versus my Pirates. Shout out to the homies. Shout out to ECU. Your defense is bad. UCF only scored 20 points versus this atrocious pasty of the Pirates. So what, what I'm saying here is we've got a, a bad team who might – I won't say they're, they're folding it in. They've got the first-year co- coach in Gus Mazan. But um, to me, this team is they're, – they're one win away – or excuse me, one loss away from packing it in. Um, The only thing that really has me worried about this game is that this is the fourth game for their new QB starting. So maybe that they've got that a little bit more under wraps. Uh, You know, they probably got a better game preparation. But to that counter, more of why I'm leaning towards or or certainly betting Memphis is because they're on a short week. I really think that next week is the buy low price for UCF. I think next week we're going to get a lot of value on them. But for this week, we're fading them still. Uh, give me the Tigers to win this game by more than two points.
0: Dude, you're actually getting a lot of value with this. I see this line opened at two and a half. I can get you Memphis one and a half. Please. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Sign sold delivered. Brett, anything on that?
2: I mean, I like it. I'm I'm sold. I'm I'm just sold every time he speaks. Now at this point, honestly,
0: UCF isn't very good. I'm fast. telling you, they got they got yeah.
1: dragged by Cincinnati last week. They lost yeah, they, by 35, and they those touchdowns they scored were were slim miracles. That game was lucky to not be 40, 50 to 7, 14. I'm telling, you, I, I I feel really good about this. Yeah, and the caveat here is the public is probably going to be betting this thing heavy. They're going to see a poor team, UCF, but
0: I I take this number up to three. Yeah Yeah, no, I like it So, side note, and sorry if uh, You guys' last play Well, I know Brett's last play isn't on this But Cincinnati is in Navy this week Yeah, in Annapolis And the spread is 28 right now You think Cincinnati's going to have more style points And uh, just beat the hell out of the midshipmen When Navy's going to, like, drain the clock? I think so I think the the way that Cincinnati
1: came out last week really opened my eyes. They're they're on a mission now. They they struggled a little bit through a poor Indiana team and a weak Notre Dame team, but to me they've really they've really owned it.
2: And I, I think they're going to roll the rest of the way
1: till they visit ECU.
2: They have to they have to keep on blowing out teams to get the style points. Honestly, yep, yep. And I still don't know if it's going to be enough. Honestly,
0: I hope it is. Like Jordan Montgomery, I, I mean J. Mont last week was on the show in three and two. He was on Cincinnati, and he said he'll probably keep taking Cincinnati because they need the points. They're, they're probably going to cover Cincinnati minus twenty-eight. ain't a bad bet. It opened at twenty-six. Two-point swing for that. That should probably be more like four-point swing. Yeah, uh, I say I, I get a
1: little hesitant around that twenty-eight. You know, the four touchdowns seems pretty solid. Anything under that, worth 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 a look. Anything above that, you're 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 going to
0: be sweating come Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it'd be a good sweat especially with the clock draining. Um, so for those of you that want to play with it, uh, have fun playing with fire. Uh, Brett, you got one more? You want to give it to us?
2: Yep. Fade in West Virginia again.
0: Absolutely.
2: Uh, four and a half underdog. We we're, I mean, we're just bad. I mean, it was – last week we had a bye week. That was really nice weekend. It was just I didn't have to worry about losing. But, yeah, I mean, fade West – I mean, this is a TCE team that's not played well either. But the fact that it's away, it's away from West Virginia to add TCU, we can't get anything on offense going. I mean, fade in West Virginia. Rest of yeah. the
0: year, uh, country roads ain't taking you home. No, it's
2: not. I'm ready right for basketball season.
1: TCU hey, four and a half. I'm I'm with you, man. I-, I hate it for you, but back to back weeks for for West Virginia to travel out west to Texas, that that ain't gonna be great on
2: the body clock. And uh, yeah, I, mean, I, th- I-, I-, I thought I-, I was a little
1: impressed with TCU last week.
2: I don't even know if I'll watch those games, to be honest. I mean, sh- our, our game next week is on ESPN+. Plus. I mean, we're not even getting nationally televised anymore after that.
0: Better than our Seahawks. Well, the, the UNC-Wilmington Seahawks are, are undefeated again this year. Facts. I mean, it's going to be the world record. <laughs> I, I think it is the world record. Since <laughs> like the 40s, 1940, 50, I don't know. <laughs> no, Before Brent, World I'm, War II. Yeah. So the 40s. I'll, okay. Gotcha. Brett, I'm actually uh, locking up TCU right now for a personal bet. Yeah. That, that feels like a good one, man. It really I, I, does. I, was,
2: I would literally fade us every. Maybe not. I mean, shoot, I would even maybe fade us against Kansas. I don't know what the points probably will be when that comes, but that's really the only other game I see us winning the rest of the year because we still have Oklahoma State. That's not going to happen. We still have Texas. That's not going to happen. We have Kansas. And I'm trying to i it on who else we have, honestly. Uh you have you say Texas. Oh we we have Iowa State too. We're not being in Iowa State either.
0: Yeah, that's the next week. Yeah, yeah.
2: Where, where's that game at? Is that
0: at home or away? Yeah, you're in uh you're in Morgantown.
2: Well, that might make it a little better, but probably not.
0: Well, you go to Kansas. What you think about that?
2: Which, honestly, kind of scares me. <laughs> if we're being completely honest, that game scares the crap out of me. Honestly, we'll probably be a seven-point favorite going into that game. That's scary. I'm dead serious. We will not be a big favorite going into that game the way we're playing right now.
0: So, uh, KG, is. Uh, you said Arizona might be the worst team in FBS. Are they worse than Kansas? Well, that's a good point. I forgot about Kansas. Yeah, that'd be man,
1: that'd be entertaining as hell. But uh, yeah, probably Kansas takes that 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 title. I threw I threw Vanderbilt under the bus, but they had a a heck of a game this past Saturday. So uh, I don't know. Arizona's bad though.
0: They are bad. That's hilarious. So uh, hold on, before uh, myself and IKG, we give our last picks. Let's go ahead and check into the games going in now on Thursday. We've got three games going, and there's locks on all of them from someone on the pod, guest, or sponsor. So Louisiana is up 21 to 17 against Arkansas State. Uh, so they they came back taking the lead uh, coming out of halftime. Arkansas State has the ball and they're driving. So uh, we'll see what happens there. They have 18 to cover, so they got a long way to go. Then KG was on SMU laying eight or, excuse me, laying 13 and a half against Tulane. They are up 31 to 13, 10 minutes to go in the third. That's looking very good if they can just hold on. And also UNC Charlotte is also covering right now against FAU. uh, 14 to 9 in the Queen City. Charlotte is down, but they're still covering at the moment. So uh, looking like we're going to have two wins and possibly one loss, but I've seen a lot of stuff happen in college football, especially this year. Um, Nothing will shock me if anything goes haywire. Let's see, uh, see the Dodgers are right at 4-2 now. Yeah, Dodgers are up 4-2. Mm. Max Fried got hit a little bit. Just broken bat hit by Austin Riley right now. We're on the top of the 4-2 outs. Uh, Still a lot of baseball to be played. Not worried. Not even at the halfway point. Uh, Let's go Bravos. All right, so I got one more. KG, you got one more? Yeah, you go ahead, man. You're, you're sure you got the T box. You, you take it. So you, you contemplate about what you want to do.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll just lock in this last one um, and then I'll give out a little bit of sprinkles at the end, but uh, I, I'll, I'll go
0: with one more. OK, cool. So what I'm doing next, I, this team's been good to uh, this. I think i have missed on them a couple of times this year, but for the most part, they've been good to me. Um, I took them against Miami. They covered. I took them earlier in the season, too, I think against Chapel Hill and they burned me. So I think I'm one and one betting on this team this year. Uh, the Virginia Cavaliers, uh, the Yellow Jackets from Atlanta, they're going up to Charlottesville. Virginia is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Again, this is, Georgia Tech's been a pest to a lot of people this year. Georgia Tech being three-and-three three with wins against Chapel Hill, like, no one saw that coming preseason. But, you know, one thing, Virginia's offense has been very reliable this season for the most part. against Duke last week, 34 against Louisville in a win, 30 against Miami in a win, and 42 against Illinois in a win um, when they came to their house. I'm really impressed with Virginia's playmakers, Brennan Armstrong, again, underrated quarterback. Him and Kenny Pickett both. I could see them both getting drafted. Maybe Kenny Pickett a little bit higher, but Brennan Armstrong's nothing to scoff at. 19 tutties, six interceptions on the season. Leading the nation in passing yards. Yep, leading the nation in passing yards. They don't run the ball as well, so similar style to Pitt, very pass-heavy. Georgia Tech, I don't think that their secondary is very good. Their second level is all right. They can get after the quarterback fairly well, and that's what really disrupted Sam Howell. But Virginia also has a lot of experience on the O-line that is still playing in this game, and they're a pretty healthy football team. You know, to be at week eight and still have a fairly healthy offense across the board, kudos to you. Kudos to your strength and conditioning court or athletic trainer. Virginia with the touchdown against the Yellow Jackets, this is a game they have to have if they're going to compete. They're still in play to possibly get out of the Coastal in the ACC because they only have – oh, they actually have two losses. So, excuse me, they may not be in contention, but this is a game they have to have because I feel like – I mean, it's Coastal chaos like they say every year but the last seven years, a different team has won the Coastal. So anything can happen. Georgia Tech going into your house, you're only laying six and a half points, actually. I'll take the Cavs. Brennan Armstrong and the boys, will get it done.
1: That offense is so good. It's so much fun to watch.
2: I like the pick. Even though, like you said, they kind of burned against – I, I picked them against Carolina, too, to
0: cover, and they just got destroyed. Yeah, their defense didn't show up, but Georgia Tech's offense doesn't scare me nearly as much. Because, like, one thing we know about Chapel Hill, yeah, they suck, like, as a team. But, I mean, they do have playmakers, and they, it was just a little bit too much for Virginia. I think it was a night home game. Chapel yeah. Hill had a lot to prove at that point. But don't forget, it's not the media's fault for, uh, for Mac Brown. Yeah, it's stupid stupid comment. All right, so that cleans me out. KG, you got one more. Are you holding it in? No, it's it's
1: coming out now, Marcus. And I, I think deep down, you know this had to be done. Um, with you oh, having me on the pod I know this where you're week. Going.
2: Oh, I with, do too. With <laughs> you having
1: me on the pod this week.
2: You're going I, to I go couldn't
1: back down that. I could not back down from this battle. So. Where I'm headed with this is give me the Syracuse Orange plus three in Blacksburg. And to me, this really comes down to one aspect of the game. And to me, um, you're looking at the best, eh, probably being a little bit generous with that, but in my eyes, the best rushing attack in the ACC. Technically, Actually, they are the best. Uh, They actually squeak a little bit ahead of Florida State. Average 232 yards on the ground rushing. Guess what? Virginia Tech, not great on the ground. So I know that Syracuse is not going to be able to pass the ball. We've had a lot of controversy with the quarterback. This guy that's been in our program for five years now, who was supposed to carry the torch uh, from the Eric Dungy days, has failed expectations. He just announced that he is going to be entering the transfer portal this week. Not a big <laughs> impact to us because he has not played a whole lot this year. And so, for me, oh, this had to be done. It is a personal play, and I don't know what you want to wager on the side here, but I would love to have a side bet, you, me, Amano, Amano, on this one. Uh, it had to be done with the, the stars aligning for this week.
0: All right. So, we we can do a side bet. No issue there, but I agree with you. I, I mean <laughs> – <laughs> That's not good. I mean, it, it might be the worst offense in, in the ACC. I mean, and what kills me is, Wente, Hinton Hooker was a ball-in at Tennessee this year. Wente never really wanted to commit to Hinton being the guy. I mean, it sucks that he got injured in the Ole Miss game, but Hinton Hooker was like quarterback, like QBR, like a bunch of stats. Hinton Hooker was like top 10 in multiple categories in the nation, and Wente let him walk because he didn't want to commit to him. He loved Braxton Burmeister, and Going into the season before the Chapel Hill game, I said, Braxton Burmeister is going to depend on if Justin Fuente keeps a job. He's either going to let him ride out a little bit more or, I mean, he's going to get, get his buyout paid. And after the Chapel Hill game, which we found out that that team sucks, it's been smoke and mirrors. The offense just isn't good. 35 points against Middle Tennessee, 21 against West Virginia, 21 against Richmond, 29 against Notre Dame, who Notre Dame's not very good, Pitch defense is pretty good, seven points there. Uh, It's just so frustrating to see this offense. It's run, jet sweep, Burmeister scramble, punt the ball on repeat every time. And honestly, Virginia Tech doesn't stop the run good, and Syracuse is probably going to play bully ball. I don't think as much as their offensive line. I I think their offensive line is okay pretty average, but those running backs are damn good. They do Mm -hmm. tackle fairly well, but – I mean, no, Virginia Tech has had three home games, a close one against Notre Dame, terrible showing against Pitt. If Virginia Tech loses to Syracuse, Fuente will most likely be fired after we come back from Chestnut Hill. Because if we lose to Syracuse, I don't think we'll be Georgia Tech in Atlanta, and I don't think we're going to win in BC. So. Oh, he's yeah. fired Sunday
1: morning if they lose to the Qs. It might be. No, I'm, mean, just no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
2: to the end of, of the year. I
1: don't know. Syracuse has lost the last three games by three points each, three to Florida State on the road, three to Wake at home, and three to Clemson at home. They are due, but it yes. wouldn't surprise me to lose a field goal here too. And honestly,
0: <laughs> you know, I kind of want Syracuse to win because, like you said, three close <laughs> losses. I took Syracuse <laughs> over three for the season. They've been at three, and I'm just like, they got it this week. They they blew it. <laughs> they Got it this week. They blew it. Oh no 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 no. They actually got it this week. They blew it. <laughs> Syracuse get me over the three. Like I'm at a push. <laughs> like, win. I mean, if if Syracuse clears, I'll be three and O so far before final results results pending in the ACC Big Ten win totals. Like got Michigan State got Chapel under nice. ten. I mean, I hate to say it. Q's get it done. But I mean, I will I will bet you. What do you want the wager to be? I don't know, man. You tell me what, uh, what makes the most
1: sense being across the country. We, we are long overdue for, for a visit to, to catch up, but
0: uh, you tell me. If Virginia, are we doing money line or the spread? You got
1: to risk it for the biscuit. So I'm, I'm straight up or nothing here.
0: Are you even in this though, Marcus? Because you're not even confident in this. No, I'm not confident, but I'm riding with it. Uh, that's okay. Hey, that's what, I'm giving him the three points there to say we're going to win this out, right? Okay. If Virginia Tech wins, you mail me a pack of diapers. I'll give you two pa- packs of diapers. All right. Two packs of diapers. And if Syracuse wins, I'll get you a case of beer. Works for me. Deal. Okay. I look forward to that, uh, that that case
2: of Bud Light on my front porch Monday morning. Yeah, I have an elephant in ah. Vegas that
0: will uh, deliver it. You can <laughs> just get the case of the beer whenever you come down for the state Wake Forest game. There you go. That's fair. That's All fair. Right. Free tailgate. Yep. Yep. If Syracuse wins, I'll provide the beer for the tailgate, and I'll send you one in Vegas. How about that?
1: Two packs now, hey, of diapers, two I'm cases. I'm with it.
0: I'm with it. By the way, how much is beer in Vegas? Is it like $20 a case? <laughs>
1: So, like if you go off the strip, uh, cost of living is pretty, pretty, at uh, here are, are similar to uh, North Carolina. But on that strip, <sighs> I leave with an armless because I have to sacrifice to get two beers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a shame. What does what two beers run you like 35 bucks in Vegas? Oh, well, if you're on the strip, every bit of 35 plus tip, you're looking 40, 45, 50. Don't you want to go back to 22 North and get a fifty Bud Lights? Might not ever leave. <laughs> That's awesome. No, this this was a great show. KG, you were a pleasure having on. Love the energy you brought, the analysis you brought, and honestly, like we've been catching up a couple weeks before this, but I mean, it's good to, good to see your face. You as well, man. I, I do want to want to give a couple
1: more that that I'm going to be sprinkling specifically on the money line, if you guys don't mind. Go ahead, lay it on us. Yeah, sure. So this this for me is just a little bit of a half unit play, just for shits and giggles see what sticks um but for me i'm gonna I'm throw a half unit on the lsu money line i think for this this is uh i don't know matt Carell's not likely to play uh you know ed ogerin he's gone at the end of the year but somehow they rallied and beat florida to me if lsu is going to cover this game they're going to win out right um and the other one is i'm scared to even mention the sicko mode but uh i I think Akron has a chance to beat Buffalo on the money line. I would not recommend taking that spread. Again, at most a half a unit on that money line. But for me, keep an eye out on UNLV tonight.
0: That's 11 o'clock. San, no, San Jose State? Yes, sir. Tight. well, you know, if you subscribe to this podcast and listen to it whenever it drops, you may just have gotten a gym right there. Uh, let's Let's look at that game. Tonight. Six point favorite. Oh, you know if he hasn't won a game this year? No, and they've gotten closer every week.
1: Yeah, they're not they're not great, don't get me wrong. But they do have their head coach is the old offensive coordinator when Herbert was at the QB at Oregon. I don't know that that speaks volumes to him because Herbert has really shined in the NFL. It wasn't that great at Oregon, so take it for what it's worth.
2: Yeah, that, that's still is crazy
1: to me, honestly. To me, fun? It's gonna be a sleepy. It's gonna be a sleepy affair for San Jose State. They they've got some quarterback health issues. Their their court their starter has been in and out of that lineup all year, and he's actually not been great when he's been in. Um, and let's be honest. 20, 21, 22-year-old kids coming to Las Vegas on a Thursday night, probably
0: not too focused on beating a
1: uh, defeated UNLV team.
0: So who was in that quarterback class? It was Joe Burrow. Was it Tua, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Oh, I don't know. That might encompass, like, all four of the big ones. Joe Burrow's – I mean, would, you could argue that Justin Herbert – long term maybe better than Joe Burrow. I mean they're both balling. Two of them have, like sheep. I've heard some people that I respect in the industry say that they've
2: got him almost neck and neck with Mahomes. I could see it. They just got destroyed by Baltimore though this past week.
1: They did. They did indeed
2: <laughs> but I mean Mahomes they've been struggling too, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, fun, it's been a fun, it's been a kind of crazy NFL year, too. Just the, kind of the good teams in the past have been just kind of struggling. You yeah, have the Bengals playing well, the Chargers playing well. It's been a- Hell, the Cardinals, six and yeah, Arnold, Cardinal, Kyler Murray's a stud. All Kyler's are great. I might Was decide. Kyler the one? Like, no, <laughs> Kyler
0: was the number one in the draft in the year before. He that. was 2018, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I didn't forget. It. Yeah, okay. 18 or 19, I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, honestly, the COVID year kind of messed up everything. I, I don't, oh, I don't know what year it really is. Yeah, it did. it did. All right. So KG, you gave us your money lines. Uh, possibly. Do you have any uh, NFL uh, that you want to give out? Yeah, that's um uh,
1: let's see what we got working there. Um so for me a little bit, these these lines are are not nearly where they, they were. So I I won't give anything out. That's probably not available, but for me, I think there's a lot of value on the Eagles this weekend coming to Las Vegas, you know, the hoop and the horror about John Gruden getting fired. And then the, the Raiders actually winning and beating the Broncos. Well, the Broncos are currently down 10 to nothing at halftime versus the Browns who have a backup quarterback and a backup running back starting this game. So to me, I think the Eagles are going to win outright, so I'm going to bet the Eagles plus three certainly, and with the money line. And then I don't know where the lines currently stand, but for me, there's some, there's some, there's some desire to get in on this under of the Bengals and Ravens, and the under in the Saints and
0: Seahawks. Yeah, with Russell Wilson out, you don't trust Geno Smith. Geno you know, Smith. We mean. are uh, we are not a part of
1: the uh, team Geno train here.
0: Oh.
2: What a shame.
1: Great, great quarterback at West Virginia, though, I'll say. I mean, the
2: the backup quarterbacks have the best job in the world, honestly. They do. They really do. I mean, he he played well against he didn't play well that he didn't play that great last weekend, but he played well against the Rams when he just came in all of a sudden, honestly. If it wasn't for Lockett tripping, I would be interested to see how that drive would have gone. But We'll see. (laughs) They're playing a Saints team this weekend that is bringing Michael Thomas back and Trey Collins-Smith and just a bunch of guys they've been having out for the whole year so far. So,
1: Yeah, I I personally took that first half under because, like you said, some of those better pieces coming back for the Saints are are coming back. But to me, that's that's not something you're coming back and picking up on the first play. For me, it's going to take a half quarter at least for Michael Thomas to get back in the swing. So I'm attacking that first half myself.
0: Yeah, I agree. Nice. No, I loved it. I love this show. So let's do a little bit of a geography check. Uh, in order from most streamed to least streamed, uh, we have North Carolina, New York, Georgia, California, Connecticut, South Carolina, Florida, Mississippi, Ohio, Washington, and unknown, which unknown for our distributor just says unable to identify geographic location. Y'all are sketch, but keep on listening. <laughs> Love y'all. Keep on listening. Shout, out yeah, shout out to the unknown. shout out to the unknown. No, I love it. Um, so sorry, last thing we're going to do score check before we distribute for the locks that were picked tonight. Louisiana is now down to Arkansas State 21 to 24. That 18 points is looking mighty slim. SMU still holding on to Tulane 31 to 13. They have the ball in are driving down Tulane's 34. So it looks like they're going in to score possibly some point. And then Charlotte is down to FAU 21 to 9. They do have the ball, so they could get a score right here. That also is not covering at this time. All right, so card review. Start off with our guest picker first, Kyler Gregory. Thank you, KG, for joining the show. It was a pleasure having you. So again, SMU laying 13 and a half tonight, Western Kentucky FIU over 76 and a half, looking for that great quarterback play. UCLA minus one, Temple plus two and a half. San Diego State, plus three. NC State, minus three and a half against Miami. Memphis, laying one and a half against UCF. And Syracuse, plus three in Blacksburg. If you're feeling froggy, not locks, do half units on these. LSU, Akron, and maybe even San Jose tonight. If you subscribe, take that money line. May win you some money. All right, next. Myself, five and three last week, 30 and 22 on the season. My card. Purdue plus three and a half, Oklahoma State plus seven, Oregon plus one, Oklahoma laying 38 and a half against Kansas, Wake minus three going to West Point, NC State minus three and a half, going down to Coral Gables, Pitt minus three, Virginia laying six and a half points. And as we do all week, every week, Bama first half back on the horse that hit last week. Let's keep riding it. Brett's card, two and three last week, 22-19 on the season, Purdue plus three and a half, Oklahoma State plus seven, Oregon plus one, Pitt minus three, NC State minus three and a half. That sounds very familiar. Uh, Tennessee or sorry, TCU laying four and a half points against the Mountaineers. For our sponsor picks, not one Coastal Barbecue, stay smoking. Black Magic Chili. Brett is back in black tonight. KGS rep in the UNCW Seahawks. Go! <laughs> <Co-co! laughs>
2: So on, baby. Hawk yeah. You know, Hawk yeah. now that you actually that you brought up Tennessee
0: real quick, can we just talk about that <laughs> the other night? Yes, 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 Tennessee, Bama, third Saturday in October. What is it, 28 and a half? Yeah. Does uh Bama might cover? They might. I mean, that what an
2: embarrassing thing that they displayed this past week. Honestly, we should have had Tre we should have four people on the show. We should have brought Trevor on as well to just kind of talk about that fame fan base this past weekend
0: so hold that thought so if you don't know like trevor was at the tennessee game oh he was at there oh he?
1: man i forgot
0: yeah. to for that okay um <laughs> i'm gonna read our text message conversation this was at 11:48 p.m last saturday and preface this we are a clean podcast if you're listening to this around children, please turn the volume down for the next 30 seconds. Here's our text thread. I'm starting out. Why are y'all being bitches about this? They've been cheap all game, horrible sportsmanship by ball nation. They've had over 15 injuries in quotation marks in reference to the all Miss players that would just fall down on the field to stop the clock and get subs. That killed our drives, F them. I said, I don't disagree, but that's not classy. Trevor rebuttal with, they deserve every bit of it. Ain't nothing classy with Ole Miss. We got effed in the A all night by the refs and Ole Miss <laughs> antics didn't help. And then I proceeded to ask him, did they throw anything, trash on the field? He said, I didn't throw everything, which is very classy about my friend. You know, we we you're only as good as the people you hang around. And to know that Trevor isn't part of All Nation, that's trying to injure and throw projectiles onto the field for innocent players. I appreciate it. And then at 12, 13 a.m. on Sunday now we're talking, I tweeted, Milton is an idiot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he was.
0: He just ran
2: right out of bounds.
0: <laughs> I mean, you run out of bounds? You have to throw it to the end zone. I don't,
2: I don't know. At least chuck it in there. I mean, the dude just – I don't know what – I mean, when he snapped that, there was like what –
0: five seconds there wasn't any time left basically yeah the clock was at double zero so he ran out of bounds <laughs>
2: oh what an idiot I mean that's why I mean <laughs> it still blows my mind that he got the start honestly at the beginning of the season
0: yeah, yeah. no I mean well, he's was terrible so much better he than is that. he was terrible at Michigan <laughs> he was the next Cam Newton
2: oh my gosh
0: Oh, my goodness. No, that was a great way to end the show. KG, it was a pleasure. Brett, thank you for oh, reminding me to bring that up. Yeah, That was, that <laughs> was honest to God, funny as hell. <laughs> it
2: was. He
0: ran out of bounds. Oh. He didn't take a sack. He ran out of bounds. <laughs> Ball Nation, dude, they just think they deserve so much better than like what they are and what they have, but they really don't deserve better
2: they're 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 kind of delusional thing in baseball honestly they really are i mean they, they got st- rid of the, they so got good.
1: rid of a great coach that never stepped a foot on canvas greg shiana
2: look at what look what he's doing with yeah. records again he's like. stupid he was so <laughs> stupid i mean they like rioted for that
0: yeah they had rights to get
2: through it i mean they really did it, i mean it's just the truth is they haven't been relevant in years years and years and years I remember when West Virginia was playing them in 2018 at uh, Charlotte. They were talking shit the whole year going into that, I don't know if it just blew the doors off of them. Uh, but that's yeah. funny. people don't that's forget,
1: funny. Mr. Fulmer,
2: 35 years ago.
0: However, I mean it's been a long time since they've been relevant, like you guys said. Yeah. That's Tennessee, and Tennessee's been good to me this year. But like I said last week, do not <laughs> tune up the Conway Twitty. Do not play Rocky Top. Let the Hound Dogs sleep. Ole Miss, two and a half. Tennessee Ole Miss, under 82 and a half. Double hit, two for one special. Let's go. (laughs) Rocky bottom. Yep, 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 yep. No, all right, guys. It's getting late here on the East Coast, 10 o'clock. Well, KG, you got to go get some dinner.
2: Yeah, you got to go get some something to eat, don't you?
1: Hey, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you both having me on, man.
0: It's been a pleasure. Really enjoyed it, and best of luck this weekend, guys. No, as you know, uh, I'll send out the card on the group text. We'll chop it up next week. KG, again, it was a pleasure. Brett, I'll holler at you.
2: Marcus, let's hope. I mean, we're either going to have a good week or bad week.
0: <laughs> I think between Purdue, Oklahoma State, Oregon, NC State, it, uh, we're about to go a clean ten and zero, baby. Yeah, all right, we'll see about that. All right, let's ride. a yeah, good night. You. See you. peace, guys. Have a good.